Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, here we go. The red light is on. We are live. It's Wednesday night. Ben and Bananas and L and I, we didn't come alone. We came with two absolute studs. L, let's start with you. L, first of all, how are you doing? Um, I'm hanging in there. I'm a week post-surgery, so I am going to be doing this in bed. I was going to say, L, you know, I always call you the fight of the show. This is literally, this is the cherry today. on top. You're <laughs> a week post-ACL surgery, and you're doing the show. You're a stud, L. We appreciate you. Uh, left, love and husband, one of the best lightweights on this planet, Grand Dawson. Brother, how are you? I'm good, <laughs> I'm good man. You know, uh, I wasn't even going to do the show. Nobody asked me to do the show, and then L just turned on her laptop, and I was laying here, so I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll jump on too, I guess. I guess we're doing this. So. There we go. That makes perfect sense. This is the way, brother. This is the way. Is the way. On the bottom of the screen, I think legend and icon gets like put too easy in the MMA world. But Pitbull is an absolute legend of the sport. One of the main events of UFC 100, welterweight run, bare knuckle FC world champion. I was actually live at that fight. That fight was absolute glorious. Uh, Tiago, thank you so much for joining the show tonight, brother. Appreciate it. God, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. All right, let's get into it, guys. UFC Vegas 85 this weekend. No UFC last weekend, so we're all kind of fiending for it. Um, L and I, we kind of talked off air about it, but, uh, you know, it's a good card. I think the main event is, is good. The co-main event is probably where we're going to spend most of our time. We love that fight. It's a great fight. It's the people's main event. A couple other fights on the card, but the prelims are a little loose, a little weak. Am I on par? What do you guys uh, think of the card? Ellen Grant, I'll start with you first. Just a synopsis of the of the whole card. Yeah, I, I saw a couple names that like popped out to me that I think your your tip like your casual fans aren't gonna really pay attention to. But like Blake Builder was a guy who I saw on another card. I really like him. He's a really fun, like kind of brawler boxer. He was he was like came in as a big underdog when he first got into the UFC and and surprised a lot of people. He's a really fun fighter. Um, but I yeah, I, I it's kind of a weird card. Molly McCann is making her straw weight debut. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I didn't know she could make straw weight. So, you know, there's, there's some, I, I don't know that it's not, like you said, it's, it's kind of a little lackluster on the prelims, yeah. but there's a few yeah. interesting things. Definitely. How about you Grant? Same different. Uh, yeah. There's definitely fights that I'm excited about. I'm going to totally butcher this name, but there's this new kid. He's 17 and 0 uh, in the flyweight division as that. Madison. As yeah. that, um, his first incredible record. Anytime you see somebody with, with right. that type of record, you're always wanting to see how they do, how they compete. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was super excited for him to get signed to the UFC. And then in his UFC debut, he won. He didn't look amazing. He didn't look like a world beater. Like sure. most of these guys do with that type of record. I, he's fighting uh, Charles uh, Johnson, Johnson, who yeah. I know is not like, incredible but i do think he's tough i do think he's gonna hang yeah. around and he is yeah. a grizzled veteran so i'm really right. excited to see how this young prospect does against a good veteran absolutely uh tiago last question same thing based on the card uh, how much have you looked into it of course the co-main event i know uh, probably has your eyes as well but what's your quick synopsis on the full card 
Uh, in the prelims, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to uh, to that Molly fight. You know, okay. uh, she's kind of has her back against the wall, and I'm coming off of two losses. Right. Uh, you know, making her uh, uh 115 uh, debut. So uh, and she beat that that girl that she's fighting. You know, Belvita before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was you know her first fight also in the show. Belvita, the first fight it was Molly. I'm kind of interested to see how that's gonna play out. You know, it's always uh. So interesting uh, when a fighter, you know, a real fighter, because I love her fighting style. She comes forward. She throws bombs. Yeah, yeah. She had two beautiful spinning back elbows, knockout. Uh, I, I like to see how a fighter, when it has, you know, their back against the wall, how he's going to react to that situation. You know, and she has a lot of her play. She has a big hype on her. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah. Well, coming off two losses and, and fighting in a new weight class, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how she's going to do uh, on that. And, uh, dude, the main card, we've got so many guys. Uh, we have, you know, I think we've got uh ali it's it's fighting you know he's our teammate we got muslim also uh and then we got moicano you know and i'm kind of intrigued for the the main event as well you know the lisa versus i think i'm gonna butcher his name too uh yumavov right yumavov yeah, nasadin yeah nasadin there you go nasadin yeah, yumavov, yeah. been practicing Dude, I've been on it today. I've been on it. <laughs> Ro Roman Delizde, right? Delizde? Yeah, Delizde. Delizde. Yeah, there Delizde. you go. Versus, uh, yeah, Yemavov, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always butchering everybody's name. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, I butcher my own kids' names. I, I'm the worst at it, you know? <laughs> I, I blame on CTE, you know? <laughs> What's your excuse, Dave? I, I don't have that. I'm just horrible. You know, I got no excuses. No excuses. It, it's okay. I've I've known you for like two years now, and today I called you Dan for some reason. Jeez, pretty that, close. That's, just, I, that's the all. That's real love right there, Grant. Real love. Um. All right. Usually we do best bet underdog three fight parlay, and L. I'm probably just going to go to you on that. But with having Tiago and Grant on the show, I'm going to do stuff a little bit different. Grant, I'm going to kind of start with you, and then I'm going to uh, punch it down to Tiago. I, and I asked Jillian this question on the show today. What is it different, Grant, watching a lightweight fight? I know Moikano is a teammate and a friend, and I know Dober. Drew Dober is a friend of yours, and I've heard great things from you guys about him. But those are, those are two guys in front of you in the rankings. Does that give you like, okay, uh, I'm, not I'm not drinking anything, not eating anything. I'm really tunnel vision in the fight. Or not? Am I kind of going too much on a lightweight fight in the same division as you? Well, it, it, it kind of – it's almost the opposite for me is okay. I can almost relax more because, look, me and Moicano are probably not going to be fighting. We're, we're, we're not going to go up against each other and, unless there was just life-changing, ridiculous money on the table, which I just can't see the UFC being like, we want that fight so much we're willing to pay whatever you want to see – Grant Dawson try to hump Moicano's leg for 15 <laughs> minutes, you know? So it, it's, it's almost relaxing knowing like, I'm probably not going to fight Moicano and, you know, Dober and I have been offered to fight each other, I think twice now. And both times we've, we've said, no, like we don't, we don't want to fight each other unless we absolutely have to. I'm in a weight class where there's so many guys and it's changing. Dude, I get tagged in, in, um, you should fight this guy 
Like this is the fight to make, and the dude's one and zero in the UFC. Like right, there's right. so many guys just bursting onto the scenes constantly that it's like you never know who you're gonna fight. I actually I made the joke uh, today with one of my buddies. I was like, if I don't want to fight somebody, I usually call them out because that <laughs> is a guarantee that the UFC will make sure not to set that fight right. up for some reason. Because I've never gotten anybody that I want to fight. So it, 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 in a fight like this, it's easier for me to just to grab the popcorn. Okay. You know, and and obviously I like both of them. Moicano is my teammate. I am cheering for him. I am rooting for him. And I do think he will win the fight. But uh, Drew is also a friend as well. So I'm, I'm kind of relaxed on this one. With Tiago, with coaching at American Top Team and being down there, and I know a lot of the times you're even at the show or in the corner, but the same thing. I, I know this might sound weird, and L probably makes fun of me all the time about it, but like when Grant fights or when Julian fights or when my dear friends fight, I get nervous as hell. Like I, I, I've never been in there, but I'm like nervous as hell like watching my kids hit a t-ball for the first time. So like do you as a coach, can you, do you get more nervous when you're at home watching it than you're even there in the corner? I know, no, definitely we're in the corner, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the things that I always talk with my, you know, colleagues, like my other coaches, friends, you know, it's uh, you get about like 20% of the fields, you know, if you were to compete, you know. Okay. So it's still like okay. nerve-wracking, you know, but in a way like you just trust that the, the work has been done, you know, trust your athlete, and then you you let it go, you know, because there's nothing you can do about it at, at that point, right. you know. But you still get all the fields, I know, the warm-up before, you know, the tensions in the air, so – yeah, you definitely, you definitely live through them, you know, in uh, a small percentage. Crazy, crazy. All right, L, let's go right into it. What is your best bet of UFC Vegas 85 this weekend? My best bet is Moicano um, over Drew Dober. I, I kind of was toying with the idea of the finish because I definitely wouldn't be shocked at a submission in like the second, um, second or third round. But honestly, I the last time I looked at Moicano, he was only like, minus 180-ish, which I still feel like is really good value on Moicano here. Um, I was really surprised not to see him as a bigger favorite. Uh, I I like both guys a lot, but I definitely think Moicano is just a more well-rounded fighter. Um, I I think he'll be able to to deal with with, uh, Drew on the feet. Drew absolutely has the power to put anybody away, even in a fight that he's losing, as we've seen before. But I, A, expect Moicano to grapple pretty early, considering Dober has struggled with high-level grapplers in the past. And I'd be surprised not to see Moicano either in mount or on the back by the middle of the second round here. it's funny you said that because when I saw this fight, it's just both guys, um, you know, very entertaining to watch. Um, of course, Moicano is maybe more entertaining on the stick than he is even in the cage, right? He's just, he's amazing on his show and YouTube and all that. But it's funny when I thought the same thing as you, Elrath the Rip. I'm like, this fight's not going 15 minutes. Like, this fight, we'll see a finish. But after looking more into it, dude, Drew, Drew Dober's only been um, submitted by one man. That's Islam Makhlchev, maybe the greatest, uh, you know, lightweight on this planet. Uh, the, the second greatest lightweight on this planet. No, no, no. That that's wrong though. What? He got guillot- he got guillotined by uh, uh, es- uh, something Espinoza. Uh, Escudero. Uh, Escudero. In, in the UFC or before Efron, it? Efron Escudero. Efron Escudero. He, he got, he, I know he's gotten guillotined because he threw a kick. He slipped and the dude caught his neck and guillotined yeah. him and like. Wow. Okay. Great. In the UFC or before? In the UFC. In the UFC. Wow, yeah. Okay. Look at that. All also, that eight hours of research. Leonardo, uh, uh, Leandro, Apollo. Leandro beat him. Knitted him with a, a no eye control. <laughs> Gee whiz, look at that. So I just thought, like, I thought Drew Dober's a tough guy to be submitted. Maybe not. Maybe that's where Moicano is definitely going to go. 
But I thought after seeing it, I think this is going to go 15 minutes. I have a weird feeling. I love Course Moikon on this spot. I think grapple and control. I think, of course, a couple times he's going to go for the finish, second or third round when he's probably ahead multiple rounds. But I do think this fight's going to go 15 minutes. How about you, Pitbull? Uh, I think I'm going to go with L, man. I think Moicano, you know, uh, it's it's going to look to grab early. And once Moicano gets it down, goes towards the back, it's going to be just hard to to get him off of that. We've seen it over and over again. Uh, I think in the beginning, he needs to be really sharp, you know, really, really yeah. ready for the exchanges and ready to level change, you know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with my boy Moicano, man. He's been looking really good in the gym. And, uh, yeah, I think probably late second round, like L said, wow. be able to get that finish. Love that. And I think the UFC knows what they're doing a little bit, even on this card, especially the main event, not being maybe big names or even names that are great on the stick. I think Sunday and Monday, the MMA world will be talking about Money Moicano. I think he is what he's what he does inside the cage, what he does out of it. I think he will get a big bump from this weekend. I think this is his card this weekend. So, um, all right, that's best bet. L, how about an underdog? Give me an underdog you like on this card this Saturday night. Um, I'm going to go straight to the main event. I was really surprised to see yeah. Roman Delize as an underdog uh, against Nasserdine. I, I, Nasserdine Imovov, he's a great striker and he is a very technically sound guy. But if you look at his, like his best wins, like both guys were on like a pretty solid uh, winning streak for a while. If you compare the streaks between the guys, I think, uh, so Delize's three big wins were Jack Hermanson, Phil Haas, who beat Imovov, by the way, right. and Kyle Dawkins. And then we go over to Nasserdine, whose big wins were Joaquin Buckley, Edmund Shabazian, and Ian Heinish. And I don't think that those are even remotely on the same level as the guys we've seen Delize beat and the way Delize has beaten those guys, the right. way he's finishing guys who are, you know, guys like Phil Haas. And I, I feel like... With like Dolizzi is the more well-rounded guy, and Imovov requires a lot of space to kind of utilize his style. And being in the apex as well with the smaller cage, I think that just helps Roman Dolizzi. I saw a lot of people talking about how you know Imovov has had a main event before. Sorry, it's my timer. Uh, Imovov has had a main event before. He's fought five rounds before. Sure, that's true, but he does tend to kind of slow down a little bit. And while Dolizzi has that really tough pace that he pushes, which sometimes you worry about them gassing in these five round fights. He also kept pace with Marvin Vittori, who is an absolute cardio machine and throws insane volume. And they had a really close fight too. And Vittori is, you know, he's one of those guys that's always just been right there um, in the top of that division. And that, that top five, he's been yeah. consistently there. So that's no loss to scoff at by any means. And his loss to, to Vittori was a very, very close decision. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at a finish here, but I feel like, you know, stick with the money line. You get plus money on Roman Delize. That's right. solid. I'm, a, I'm with you. You know, we talked about it earlier on the phone. We were shocked that he was, Roman was the underdog. It just, it doesn't make sense. And sometimes that's scary when Vegas is doing that because Vegas has really tall buildings out I there. Know. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, wait a second. What are they, what are they doing? Uh, Tiago, what are you, we're at the main event. Where are you feeling on Roman or Nazadine? Uh, I I didn't know that Delizia uh, was the, the the underdog in that fight. It kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't yeah. look at the odds yet, uh, but I think uh, you know he has the better weapons, right? He he's a hard hitter. Uh, once you get on the ground, you know you you're in big trouble. It doesn't matter if you're on the top or on the bottom. Uh, and 
like Al said, you know, Roman uh, needs that, not Roman, uh, Yomavov needs that space in order to strike. Uh, he's very light in his feet, but I don't think he carries a lot of power, you know. Uh, one way that he could finish the fight, if it finished early, I think Yomavov um, uh, has a better chance, and you know, it probably will be catching uh, Roman running into something, you know, like just pulling out and landing a big punch. But if I think if I think if it goes to the third, fourth, you know, uh, uh, Roma has a big chance of finishing him. Love it, love it. Uh, question actually for Grant, and kind of, and then we'll go with Tiago. Same thing. Uh, L, you mentioned the Apex. They're fighting the Apex. Hopefully, one day soon they'll kind of be out of that place. I think. Grant, where, do you like the Apex or the smaller cages? Does that you uh, usually you would think it would help the grappler, the wrestler, right? Do you, does it really? Do you like a big pay-per-view stage and a big huge arena and a different stage? Where are you at on the apex against, you know, other, uh, you know, uh, pay-per-views with a bigger cage? I, I haven't fought outside the apex since 2019. Wow. So it, it's kind of hard for me to actually be like, it, I, I almost don't remember. The, <laughs> the last person that I fought in front of a crowd was Derek Minner. So that is that is one of the things. And it was at 145. Well, 149 and a half for me, but him 145. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's been so, so that Shake Shack, brother. It's all that Shake Shack. <laughs> I, do, I didn't even eat Shake Shack back then. Uh, it, it, so for me, I'm going to be honest. I like the Apex. I've got my routine. I've got, okay. you know, I know I got the, the PI right there. I've got yeah. the, the weight. I've got everything down to a science to where I feel like I can usually perform really well. And the big thing that I absolutely love about the apex is I can hear my coaches. Like I can, I can hear these coaches talk to me. It's, it's like when, and when you're in there and you can hear your coaches, we're fighting this guy. It's not, I'm fighting this guy. It's we. It, it feels like it's four against one because I can hear them chirping, telling me what to do and, and guiding me through it. I enjoy the apex. The downside to it is it's hard sometimes to get pumped up for the fight. It's hard to have that energy walking out there. It's almost too calm. You're too lackadaisical, which gives you the time to like get in your own head a little bit. So there are definitely drawbacks to it. But if you gave me the option to fight the same guy in front of a crowd or at the apex, I would probably pick the apex. Wow. Tiago, how about you coaching or of course fighting yourself back in the day? But uh, are you an Apex fan? Do you, do you like what it kind of brings so far to the UFC in the, over the last couple of years? As a coach, I love it. You know, yeah. uh, like uh, Grant said, you know, you already have the routine, you know, exactly, you know, the time you're going to be there, you know, the, the, what, what goes through that between that time into the time that you have to fight. Uh, and then when it's done, you know, you go back to the, the Airbnb or to the hotel and then it's on to the next one, you know, for us. So I enjoy the Apex. I didn't have the chance to compete in that in that environment. Uh, but yeah, as a coach, I definitely enjoy the Apex. Man, imagine you versus GSP with zero people in the crowd. Come on. It's <laughs> not right. Not right. Crazy. UFC um, 100. Not a single ticket sold. Yeah, UFC 100. Uh, like eight eight hundred VIP people there, but uh, we got a good question here from one someone that's watching. They go, "What's your thoughts on Randy Brown's fight? A big step up for him." El, what you got on that? Um, I agree. I think this is kind of a tough fight for both guys. Okay. I that Randy Brown can be kind of a wild card to me. I think he's a really skilled guy. Yeah. But I I expected him to do better in the past. I'm trying to think who did he just lose to. Um. He's your Phil. Oh, he, got he got submitted by uh, Jack, Jack Della Della, Matt, not Matt, Jack Della Madalena. Jack Della Madalena, um, who's a great fighter. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I expected it to be a more competitive fight than it was. And so, like, 
Muslim doesn't wrestle as much as you would expect him to. Um, but he definitely mixes in the grappling somewhat. So I could see, you know, him getting Randy down. If he struggles to get Randy down, Randy's got like an eight inch reach advantage. So I could, you know, if he, if he utilizes it really well and utilizes the space, but once again, we're in the apex. So if Muslim can press him up against the cage, that definitely works to his advantage. Um, two other underdogs I wanted to kind of throw your way real quick to all you guys. One is Pete Rodriguez. I just saw him at plus 200. Um, he's fighting the guy who uh, The Rock bought the house for. His name is really bad, but I think you guys will know who I am on socials. He's down there at MMA Masters. The Rock bought him the house. And, you know, it's one of those things. Pete Rodriguez, he's a lot younger. He doesn't have a lot of UFC experience. He's one and one, but his loss is Jack Della Maddalena. That is a great UFC loss. And the other guy, I think he's like 34 years old. So he's just like, I think he's seven years older. Only one and one in the UFC too. And to me, my, being a minus 250 favorite, that's a big favorite against, you know, you, it's not like he has eight UFC fights with a better record. They're both kind of a little bit maybe unknown to the, uh, you know, the mainstream MMA media fans. So Pete Rodriguez plus 200 and he's a finisher. I kind of like that. I would, I would disagree with you on that. Okay. Um, it, it, his loss is phenomenal, but if you look at his win, it's Mike Jackson is his win. And I don't know if you remember who Mike Jackson is, but he literally got brought into the UFC to lose to uh, CM Punk. Like, <laughs> Couldn't they, even do that right. Yeah, and, and his, his <laughs> one win in the UFC, uh, Mike Jackson's, is getting a legally need and, and quitting. Like This is the guy that he's beat. Um, I, I don't like – I think the yeah. – I'm going to be honest with you. I think that the odds – should be a little bit closer just because uh, – uh, what's his – how do you say his name? The, uh, Semba Garimbo. Yeah, I, I don't think he's very good either. But at right. least you know the guy that's an athlete with a little bit more experience. And a guy who's in his proper weight class. Pete Rodriguez should have been able to make weight against Nathan Levy. He is not a big guy. Right, right. Just, I agree with you. That's a good point. He's. I don't know if it's a discipline issue. I don't know what his problem is, but he is not – like he's a lightweight. He's a right. lightweight that can't figure out how to get in shape. And his – his uh, strength of schedule outside the UFC was not good. I do not think Pete Rodriguez is re- remotely UFC caliber. He, he, he needs to go to uh, Tiago Alves to get him in shape. Like, come on. If you can't make weight, just do uh, some live trains. Train, you know, check it out. Uh, and actually shout that out real quick, uh, Tiago. What, what, uh, what are you doing with live train? Uh, so we are a learning platform, right? Uh, pretty right. much you can learn anything, anywhere, anytime. You know, if you log into livetrain.com. We're still in, a, in the growing phases of it. You know, L uh, work with us as well. You know, we're excited to bring it back to do, you know, some more uh, uh, good quality content. Yeah, once once you all healed up, ready to kick and me again, you know. But, yeah, man, we're, we're in the business uh, of, you know, uh, educating, so pretty much. Uh, and we're just starting out right now, but hopefully in a few years, everybody's going to know about us. Love it, love it. All right, last thing, three-fight parlay, uh, L. Uh, I don't think we've hit it in a couple weeks. We're back. It's 2024. Like I said, the, the, the twin girls need some, you know, we need some clothes. We, we, we got to win a three, five parlay that, that you I'm ready for you. Al. Let's get it. My, my parlays are cursed. Babe. I'm telling you they're cursed. I believe I, you. Al. I believe I'm going to throw Delizze in there. Cause I'm super okay. confident about it. And oh, I want okay. an underdog right, in my Roman. parlay because I have a really big favorite in there too. And that is Natalia Silva. Uh, I'm really impressed with her so far in the UFC. She's 4-0. Yeah. She's got power, which you just don't see as much in the lighter female divisions. Um, 
And I just, I love her striking style. She's very defensively sound. She moves so well and she's super precise. Vivian Araujo, Araujo, I don't know how to say her. Araujo. Araujo. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Got to work on my Portuguese. Um, But she, she's a, a great fighter as well. And she has been tested. Like if you look down her resume, she's fought everybody and she's lost to the best girls like Alexa Grasso and Amanda Hebos. And, but she does tend to struggle with a more technical striker. She's super aggressive. She comes forward really, really hard, which makes for some really exciting fights, but she's very hittable. And I think Silva is just, she's a tech, she's a technician. She's really precise. She's very defensively sound. I think Araujo is going to run into a lot. I'm not sold on the finish because Vivi is also super tough, but um, I expect her to run into a lot of strikes from Silva and Silva to just use her movement and, and be really light on her feet here. And then uh, at the end of my parlay, I have uh, Azat Maxim, who Grant brought up earlier. I thought you were pointing at me. I was like, you know, I'm I not have fighting, Grant Dawson right? fighting. Wow, Grant Dawson, short yeah. notice. Also, sure. also, I've ruined your parlays before, so that's true. But I picked this one before you said that. So, but uh... I meant Bobby. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Max Maxim is a really great wrestler. Um, he he chain wrestles really really well, and he's very relentless with his takedowns. He showed in the Tyson Nam fight, even though it was not his best performance. He was relentless with the takedown attempts. And Charles Johnson historically has struggled with these great chain wrestlers like our teammate Cody Durden, who was just stuck to him like glue. Right, I think right. a really similar fight. Plus, Johnson tends to just throw that first round away. He's a really slow starter. And even though he has some really strong third rounds, I don't think that's going to be enough to win him this fight, I expect Maxim to be super dominant in at least the first two rounds, if not all three. I like that. Uh, uh, when you do a parlay with an underdog on it, that's got to be great money. I usually do it on my phone. I'm not doing it right now, but I'll get to the odds. We'll make a little uh, artwork for Fight Fanatics later on this week. All right, last thing, guys. I've been kind of asking everyone because I thought we would maybe even get the announcement today or yesterday. We haven't yet. Uh, there's one fight opening for UFC 300. We'll start with you, Tiago. Then we'll go up to you, Grant. What is your prediction? What is Dana, you know, brewing up? What is your prediction for the UFC 300 main event? We're like nine weeks away. This Saturday, we are nine weeks away. It's not a ton of time. Usually, you know, a big fight like that, like, you know, you know, main events from three, four months in advance sometimes. What's the big secret? What is the main event of UFC 300, you think? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I would say like Anderson Silva versus Vandalay Silva, you know, (laughs) (laughs) at this point, you know, I I literally have no idea who could be the main event for that show. It's crazy. It's crazy. Grant, any. So I've heard, I've heard rumors Mm -hmm. and then I've heard other people say the same rumor that didn't know that the first person said the rumor. So it's like oh, wow. one of those things where it's like, dude, is this not just a rumor? Is this a real thing? I've heard that it's going to be uh, uh, Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler for the 165-pound belt. First ever. Wow. And I said, no, that's BS. It'll never happen. That's not a thing. And then I heard somebody else say it. And then I heard somebody from a different country 
say it. Uh, <laughs> Gamrock showed up on our on our doorstep at ATT and was like, "Have you heard this?" And I was like, "Dude, you guys have been hearing that." He too? also thought you had a fight today. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Gamrock's a little unreliable, so don't don't take that. For, so, for with Grant, assuming if they, you know, it makes sense, right? It's one twenty five, one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five. Then boom, they go to one seventy. There's a one eighty five. Does that mean if there's one sixty five, does that mean welterweight goes to one seventy five? That's what it. That's what it's been. It's I've heard that it's going to be 175, 165. And then you got guys like Gilbert Burns, who I believe is a 65er. No right, way right. he's a, he's a 55er, but right. he is a 65er. And then you got guys like Islam that I think are struggling to make the weight now and they go up to, uh, uh, wow. to 165. And I think you have that kind of situation. They vacate the lightweight title. And they and vacate the lightweight title. And then everybody that's in the top 15 – Gets also sick moves to and dies, and Grant becomes a champion by osmosis. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say this too: awesome versus green rematch uh, for the one fifty-five. <laughs> well, can I get an easier? Can I get an easier matchup, please? Um, I will say this too: the fact that they haven't announced it yet makes me think even more so that it's Connor because he's notoriously difficult to work with. Yeah, avoiding avoiding getting tested, so they're me like too. trying to make the fight happen, they, and he's like. They Off got rid. La of, La they got rid of Usada for Connor. <laughs> like they, it, it, it's no mistake. It, it's no mistake that they decided to to terminate their contract with Usada, with UFC 300 this close, and Connor McGregor not on a win streak and juiced right? out of his he's, mind. He's clearly <laughs> juiced out of his mind, which I don't care. Like do your thing, like whatever. He he's juiced out of his mind. They want him to fight. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Brock Lesnar was fighting on UFC 300. <laughs> I could honestly see it. And they're just like doing some exemption. Lesnar like, versus Aspinall. What is it? Lesnar versus Aspinall. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. Doing. I know. I like they, it's. I'm with you. Like it, it makes no sense that if it's like. And Israel Adesanya versus Drake is Duplessis, who like been rumored about it. Like that fight is really good. I don't know if it had like 300, but like if it was good, announce it Monday. Like let, let's go. Like what are they waiting for? It's something is brewing. There's something off about why the main event hasn't been announced. And I agree with you, Grant. There's something behind the scenes. Maybe they're saying, oh, this is a title fight. And so Chandler wants more money, whatever it is. There's right. feels like there's just so many different things. The one thing that's kind of funny and hey, Dial, you fought for the 170 pound title, right? It's wild that the 170ers go to 175 because to me, that's going to help a ton of people. Then you think of a guy like a Colby Covington who's like a small 170. So imagine now he's fighting 175ers. That's bad for him. That's even worse. You got guys who are thicker, one like Walter Weiss. That changes a lot of stuff in the future. They can go down too. They can go down to 165. I I, I could see Colby being a 165er. You don't think so? So I I said that today. I actually talked to Dustin yesterday about it. I was because we were talking about this again, you know, like these, this rumors. And I was like, I bet you uh, Colby Covington would be somebody that would fight at 165. And he would, he told me, and this is just what Dustin said. He was like, he's, I've seen him struggle to make 170. Mm, Okay. So, and now like he's not training. Dude, watch his last fight. We know. Covington's not training. He's training once a day and then he's going out and banging hookers because nobody wants to hang out with him (laughs) without getting paid. So it's like, uh, he, he's not training. He's living his Hollywood life. Yeah. He's not making weight doing less. You right. make the no, weight sure. by doing more and getting more dedicated. And I think it's very clear that he doesn't give a shit about fighting anymore. 
Crazy. All right. All right. 30 minutes. I took up too much of your time, guys. Saturday night, UFC Vegas 85, the people's main event. Money Moyakano versus Drew Dober in the co. Cannot wait. The main event in the, with the middleweights. I like it a lot. Tiago, thank you so much. Is there anything else? Live train, but is there anything else you want to pub? Hey, are you, are you, uh, can you do a little game bread bare knuckle? Are we going to see one more from you? What, what's going on, Tiago? Uh, my, I haven't closed that door yet, you know, but the offer needs to make sense. Okay, okay. Quit great. trying to take my coach, dog. He's got to coach <laughs> the future world champion, man. Like, okay, I'm tr- let's, let's, let's give Tiago a $250,000 payday. Man. We all, we're man, all, we're all win. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But I need right. you, coach. I need you. Don't, don't leave me. I ain't going nowhere, brother. <laughs> there we go. We got Grant Dawson, one of the best lightweights on this planet. We got L. Dawson, a week post ACL surgery, still on the show. The absolute stud in the fight of Fight Bananas. We absolutely love her. Dave and Aqua, we'll see you guys next Wednesday night. Next Tuesday, we go live Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for joining. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.